0: The truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. She's a dark-skinned woman like yourself, dark-skinned,
1: yelling, what? and being respected. disrespected person what? in America what? is the black woman. Like
0: I thought I was time. allowed to
1: answer questions.
0: Reclaiming my time, would you please explain what? the rules what? and do not take that away from my time. You know what our number one complaint with black women is? Your mother mouth. It all boils down to your mother now, pew, pew. Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to episode seven of Loud Lacquer. <laughs> get, hey. get, get some bread. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode, episode seven. Um, it is your girl, Kai Michelle. It's Ariel Monique. It's Rachel. Hi, everybody. It's me, April. Your favorite loud black girl in the building. Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Well, today's episode is entitled Pandora's Box. Now, the purpose of Pandora's box is for us to look at the taboo of mental health in the black community and how it has an effect on us as young black people and and then the ways we can remedy the issue for our people. So to break down the analogy, basically, according to Greek legend and Greek mythology, the first woman, Pandora, was actually sent to curse Zeus's men because, as we all know, 10 out of 10 men are trash and Mm -hmm. was given a present upon her marriage. And essentially, it was this box that she was told to never open. Now, needless to say, her curiosity got the best of her, and she unleashed eight demons onto the world after opening the box now with mental health in the black community being such a strong taboo among us we look at this like pandora's box because we've lost control over the ways to handle it and the consequences of it are seen in the media in our relationships and even within ourselves so we as loud black girls wanted to take this pandora's box analogy and idea and essentially unpack mental health in the black community as a taboo
0: Mm. yes okay so with that being said Um, I want to go ahead and talk about the viral videos that we watch on social media that happen to hold a lot of death and more say more Black death. So over the last couple of years, getting on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever social media outlet that you prefer, we have seen Black bodies be gunned down or, you know, um, just basically their deaths. We've watched their deaths on social media and it's not okay. And it's easy to say, and it's safe to say that we're not okay. So, for example, I'm going to use Philander Castile. Um, we all watched his death on a Facebook Live video. Uh, it was a traffic stop. His girlfriend was Facebook Live. And a police officer let go several gun bullets into his body. And um, I remember this video in particular. This man, his body went into convulsion. And he just, he died. And I watched it. And even without looking at this video, haven't seen this video in years, I literally can play it like time frame for time frame in my head, how this man died, watched him take his last breath. And after seeing that video, like literally dealt with like seeing someone die, like like I knew him, Um, like it it was real because it was a real person and it wasn't like watching someone die in a movie because it was real. Like I can't not say that enough. And it was like um, a disbelief. And years moving forward, we had stuff like um, Keith Crutcher and um, Terrence Scott and Mike Brown videos that we watched. And it was like the same thing. We would see these black bodies get killed in front of us, um, even though it was through a social media outlet. And it, caused, and it started to cause trauma in our life and cause drama on our timelines. And um, reading an article about seeing these social media deaths going viral... Um, It stated that we develop uh, PTSD-like symptoms with these type of things. So to my co-host, I want to ask you guys, was there ever a a video that you watched that was like, this is it, I I can no longer watch this? Or what was your your first mind mind frame when you've seen a death viral video, like you knew this wasn't okay? And How did you feel after that? I think for me viral videos of death in the beginning it was something that was like you don't you you don't know what you're about to watch so you're just watching right and so Mm -hmm. you look at it you watch it as if like oh this is something that happened and for me it was more impactful like the
1: afterthought like
0: somebody just killed somebody While something was recording so I think the thing for me was like I can't watch another one of these like that's how I feel like I literally cannot watch videos like that without feel like without crying or like feeling like some like type of deep sadness because it's just like oh my goodness like we're like for you for you to kill one of our black men on camera or women like you have to be bold like we have to mean absolutely nothing to you Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. that's just like a hard reality for me so I don't know and it's especially with me being a storyteller like with me being in situations where I feel like this is how it can start you know it's like like I can see that PTSD symptom coming in because it's like we
1: could easily be the same way
0: yeah definitely Mm.
1: Yeah. I think you just, you get desensitized to it, you know, and that's what becomes dangerous. Like I don't let people send me those videos and I don't click on them when they pop up on social media. But I think one thing that I have interacted with was like, that I think of clearly to this day is when uh, Sandra Bland was killed in the um, jail cell and they posted her, uh, her head or what's not called a headshot. What's it called? (laughs) Mugshot. Yeah. Mugshot. And it was apparent, and this is obviously speculation to this day, but it was apparent to me that that was her when she was dead. They took that picture. Mm-hmm. And just if you look at that picture, it's just, it's so creepy and just uh-huh. so, like, uh, and it it is, you do get PTSD from it. Because, like April said, like, you could see yourself in that situation as well. So that's one that I know that I definitely interacted with that had an effect on me. I've yeah. actually interacted
0: with a few just, like, um... The other day, I was tagged in a video on Facebook, and I knew it was something. You know, when you click a video, you can just usually see it right away. But you had to like make sure you want to see this video, like it was graphic. And I sat there for a minute, like, do I really want to watch this? I don't know what this is. They just tagged me. and They didn't put nothing with my name. They just tagged me. And then when I um went on to click it to view view the video, it was someone in a young lady in Shreveport, Louisiana. She um was killed. On live, like she was making mm. a live video, and like me just seeing that the other day, I'm just like I I can't do it anymore. Like I barely wanted to open that video, but then I'm like, I need to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like I need mm. to know what's going on out here in the world. Like, and social media is how we find out. A lot of people don't even watch the news no more. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, like, and, then, you know, and when it first started, they didn't even put those videos on the news, <clears throat> of course, because they're graphic. But like also because we have to be our own, we have to report to our people so it's like mm-hmm. like this is really what's going on you know, like my mom, like I hate watching the news and my mom always tries to tell me like you need to know what's going on but it's like I don't want to know this, you know so I don't it's know if person. I'm a part of the problem yeah, like am I a part of the problem because I just cannot deal with watching that happen no, you're not a part of the problem, You, you know your you know your limits, you know how it feels when you've seen previous stuff Mm -hmm. and you don't want to revisit that you don't want the post-depression of watching another black body die in front of you and even to just um go off of what you had said uh, a few minutes ago um Ariel about the woman being killed on Facebook live in Shreveport like you know I work at TV station in Shreveport and literally we had got those 911 calls and like police uh card numbers like while this situation was happening and then to turn around and see it surface on like social media, it was like a different kind of feeling because I was at work, like, you know, dealing with it and helping put in these news stories and newscasts together and not even knowing that there was a whole Facebook live video going on. So then to actually see it, it was like, wow, we were like working on covering this case and getting reporters out there and make sure that we had live video while at the same time happening in somebody's house, this woman was you know, being killed and then turning around, I kind of felt like I needed to watch it for some reason even though, like, you know, you've already seen it and it's just, it, it's it's crazy, so like, no, April you shouldn't feel like you're a part of the problem because you didn't want to watch it, you don't want to visit that you know, yeah. but like, you know mm-hmm. putting my own self in those shoes, it's like, should I watch it, but I felt like I needed to yeah. in that particular case, you know so, when it just comes to viral death videos of black people in in our black community it's it, it hurts and um it's okay to not wanting to watch it and know you're not a part of the problem it's just being aware that you know how this that you know the effect that it will have on your own mental health and it's okay not to watch this yeah do do we feel like the like do we feel like it being viral helps us as a community though like for us to know what's really going on in the world, do we feel like that's helping us? Because, like, I think I would say, like, keep recording. Like, I feel like it puts more pressure on those police officers and, you know, people in power that do these Mm -hmm. things. But, like, is that a true reality for it? I feel Mm -hmm. like, yes. And the reason why I say this is because, um, well, by now, a lot of us, if not all of us, are familiar with the Stephon Clark case. And the way his brother um, Stevante Clark acted out prior to him uh, dying, you know, going to the city hall meeting, hopping up on the counter at the funeral, you know, the yelling, the the chanting, the 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 CNN interviews. A lot of people watched it and they're like, "Wow, this is how he's dealing with black death. This is his. This is how you know he's breaking down." And black mental health is out there and a lot of other people were just like i don't think that this is black mental health like you know he 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 does need help but at the same time you know maybe he's just he's acting out i know for like you know speaking from my own point of view when i first seen it i was like he does need help he doesn't need to be recorded you know he needs help other people were like why not record him people need to know what a black man looks like when he's breaking down, he just lost his brother to police brutality, mm. and his death was viral, so why not put him on a social media platform? Me, on the other hand, felt like, you know, no, he shouldn't be. He should be getting help and not being made of, um, like, you know, to me, I felt like he was being mocked, yeah. you know, and other people felt like, no. So, I do feel like, yes, yeah, social media is good to keep put it in people's faces, but at the same time, yeah, you know, Stevante Clark was put in people's faces, but what happened nothing he just recently got arrested off some other stuff but did he really ever get sat down and and talked to and and really helped or did they just keep putting him on these news conferences and questioning him and watching him spaz out right you know yeah no I definitely don't think that In, in a case like that I think that's a really good way to look at it like I feel like he definitely needs help and I don't know maybe that's me being like super protective of like the black narrative like which is bad, like, which is not good. Like, I know that, but, like, you know, because I have this, like, weird, like, way of thinking, like, don't let them see you this. But, like, they do need to know, like, yo, like, this is really affecting multiple people. Like, it's not just affecting the person that you kill, It's not just affecting the people that didn't know him that, you know, we're having, like, you know, we're experiencing depression from seeing these things. But you're also affecting, like, families and, like, I don't know yeah if that matters or not but yeah but it's okay to not know but you know just continue to make yourself aware like you do yeah and then you'll be fine Mm -hmm. so yeah just bringing that into conclusion just just take care of your own mental your own mental health when it comes to these black viral videos or just viral videos of death period because Mm. it it can take you to a dark space you know so i'm just leaving you guys with that one
1: yeah that's really important um just really when it comes having to take care of yourself that's i feel like going to be a running theme in this episode because so much of it goes back to just we are living in a society where there's just so much stimuli for us to pick up on and we have to be responsible with that and that goes perfectly into my segment where I really want to look at this idea and this intersection between mental health and wellness taboo in the black community and oppression. Now Mm -hmm. I'll break these down using what is the most recent example. And I think one that we're all interacting with right now, which is the Kanye West tweets and you know, all the stuff he's going through Mm
0: -hmm. now,
1: essentially this all started for Kanye West when well it's arguable about when it started but a a (laughs) prominent point was when he went on twitter saying that he supports candace owens and how she thinks and he loves how she thinks now for those who don't know candace owens is essentially the black version of a tommy lauren she's um she's conservative of course and she's a republican but her kind of Her idea with blackness is that she feels that we as black people would be liberated if we stopped playing the victim and if we stopped playing the woe is me card, which she thinks that groups like Black Lives Matter are doing. So it's very problematic. But again, just a black woman who's a conservative who's pretty popular on social media for that. So when Kanye said that he was down with her, I love the way she thinks people got on his case because they were like, okay, so is he saying he's a Republican, all this stuff? And then days later, of course, he comes out with his Make America Great Again. And his whole argument is that, you know, I'm a free thinker and, like, you can't stop me. And even Chance backed him up by saying, hey, not all Black people have to be Democrats. So we know, you know, that's swirling around with Kanye West. But the issue with this is that people haven't – this isn't the first time people have questioned Kanye West's mental health. Um, they've questioned it even before his mom passed away, even before 808s, like people have always looked at Kanye West and said he was crazy. But recently people are really on his case about mental, his mental health, saying that he needs to go see a therapist, all this stuff. And what you're seeing on social media right now is that black people are turning into these social media psychiatrists with fake ass degrees, obviously, and (laughs) pretending that they can diagnose this man based off of tweets and based off of his like his political party decisions. So that leads me to this idea of, you know, we all know that mental health is taboo in the black community. And I do believe that the taboo that we have allows us to think we can speak so freely on other people's mental health, like we're doing with Kanye West. And what I do know is that it is possible that we are furthering our own oppression in society by getting on each other's case and, really just keeping mental health in a secret place where we don't actually talk about it or unpack the ideas. So Mm. I wanted to ask you guys all that same question because it is, you know, it's an unpopular opinion because people just, they're okay with not talking about mental health. Mm. So I wanted to ask you guys, do you believe that we as black people are oppressing ourselves further by stigmatizing mental health in our community?
0: Mm. I wanna go first. I want to say no. I don't feel like we're oppressing ourselves. And I know some people can look at this situation like, you know, using the perfect example at hand, Kanye West. No, we are not oppressing ourselves far further into the stigma. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes also and this is probably just me tooting our horn, sometimes I feel like black people we have like this this great ass intuition where we not really self-diagnosed people but we just have this intuition of knowing when something is wrong when knowing when someone is thrown off mm-hmm. and then we have you know the people that i'm gonna call um because we're talking about kanye west kanye west ego strokers that's like oh no you know ye, he's doing this it's, it's strategic to something and no he he's not mentally ill it's just you know a method to his madness and no not all black people have to be democrats like Yeah, we know that. We know that all black people don't have to be Democrats. Mm -hmm. Hell, they don't have to be Republicans either. And they don't have to uh, agree with what the hell Trump got going on because, hell, half the world didn't agree with what Obama had going on. But at the same time, it's not about what political party that you sit on or about, um, you know, what you're trying to really push out there when it comes to politics or what you have to say. It's the image that you're portraying. We all know how it felt to see Kanye West of all people wearing a Make America Great Again hat in 2018 that hat is like equivalent to a KKK hood you know it, it represents so much evil it represents so much um, divisiveness in America you know and it's it's just something that you don't do like Uh, like I think last year some white students toured Howard University okay what's the big whoop they went on the campus with make America great again hats you know that's like holding somebody in a corner with peanut butter on a spoon knowing that they have a peanut allergy that's what the hell is going on and I feel like the people who stand up and see this happening and know that it's a problem know they're not pressing us into further oppression but the simple fact that they're pointing it out it's the people that want to try to find you know, the good in a situation that clearly it's no good in it that might be the ones pressing us further back into oppression of the stigma. Yeah. Mm. Kai answered that so well.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I agree with everything she just said.
0: Like, everything she just said, I completely agree with. I wish I could do it too, but I can't. can't. Yeah. I I agree too, and I also just want to add this, like, little small thing that I feel like this is not answering your question, question, Rachel, and I'm sorry, but just to go into like the Kanye West thing, like I personally have my own theory that it's not a PR move because PR moves are made to like, either like infiltrate markets or like cover up something or like, you know what I'm saying? Like promote something. Does Just think, does Kanye West really need that? Like does he, he need to like really. literally insult... Seventy-five percent of his audience because white people love Kanye West. You get what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. literally, like he does not need that for a PR move. And like I said, like we do have a weird intuition sometimes. We could be wrong sometimes. Oh well. But if we say Kanye West needs to get his mental health checked out, like I feel like that's is like a lot of validity validity in that statement because we see signs. You get what I'm saying? Like. Mm -hmm. and I feel like he does and I feel like it's okay Mm -hmm. I know this this has nothing to do with Rachel's question either because Kai literally took everything that I could possibly say (laughs) so um I do want to talk about the Kanye West thing and how they recently Snoop Dogg what did he put it was something that saying that pretty much Mm, is the 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 wife. wife Like if you look back and think about like when Kanye was dating the black chick, you know he was straight. You know right? Remember that he was straight. Mm -hmm. He went to he went to Amber Rose. Amber Amber Rose mixed though, right? Who knows what Amber Rose is? Okay. (laughs)
1: Um, Can I now he's with Kim?
0: Like you just see like the. Can I say something though? Because I really feel like Kim. I would. I'm not gonna blame it on her race or ethnicity. Like. I'm I not th- blaming it on race. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying said, the type of women that he has. There she is. Depends. No, yeah. Like I feel like she's too supportive. You get what I'm saying? Like she I feel has like you got to be, you gotta be yo, but you we have gonna, to be. We're gonna your, talk about that later. I'm not about to let y'all you. You have to be his strong. <laughs> if you're married, I'm sorry. I'm not to cut you off, but I'm gonna say this real quick. If you're married. You have to be your man or your woman's like sanity. You have to keep them. When not. To let them know. Yeah, exactly. You can't be that yes man. Like you, you know he, you know he was wrong, you, babe. You wrong. You know, like no, I, I don't agree with that. But here she comes with a whole tweet thread. But that's all I gotta say. But no, then I mean, even saying, that- like she has him. She had to tell him like he needs to explain exactly what he's saying yeah okay because i guess he didn't he didn't express it fully yeah then she i guess that's what he tweeted and said my my wife just called me and said but she was telling him i guess to explain it so everyone can know exactly what you're saying so they won't just jump to conclusion yeah i just feel like she does more damage control with Kanye than just like partnership but that's just me speculating i could be totally wrong but like (laughs) it's like she's like oh my goodness like this is happening like let me brace myself let me do this and I like I don't know I'm not a wife so I guess that's what being a wife could be like but I just feel like that's not helping him you know mm-hmm. I feel like, like he, a, yeah. a lot of people love Kim then a lot of people hate her as well so sometimes when she says stuff everybody like oh shut up boo. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely me y'all know I hate that <laughs> yeah oh my goodness she don't gotta be <laughs> out that, <there>, do she <laughs> she is
1: <laughs> okay Rachel was that it for your segment
0: or was you go
1: yeah I mean like you like you know like Kai said and as the conversation got to there are a lot of layers to it and I'd be very interested in hearing what the listeners think you know so as always definitely hit us up in our messages and our comments on our social media accounts and let us know do you think that you know this mental health taboo in our community is leading to further oppression and I'd be very interested in having the conversation with you all too
0: all right mm. now. Now it's time for time for cocoa with Ariel Monique. Ew, no, I'm just kidding. Time for cocoa with Ariel Monique. <laughs> okay, all right. No, this episode we're gonna be talking about. Wow. Bow Wow recently tweeted saying that he felt like jumping off of his balcony. Mm. Yeah, and he also tweeted to one of his fans to one of his fans saying, "I'm sorry, but I truly do not want to be here no more." Mm. Chad also stated that his next album will be called Suicide, but spelled backwards. Bow Wow mm. opened up to Russell Simmons saying that he thinks a lot of this comes from being exposed to so much early on in his life as a child, and it ruined his adulthood. Oh, wow. I had no clue. He if said of this. Oh, Russell Simmons mm. said He opened up to Russell Simmons saying that. Oh, okay. Wow. I never knew, like, him being suicidal or suicidal thoughts—that's crazy. You, yeah, it is. I have a lot of different thoughts about that. I, I do. Um, cause think about it. Bow Wow came out. We were we were all kids. Bow Wow is what like five, five years older than us. Mm-hmm. So so like thirty, like like thirty 29. thirty one something like that. Um, but I do see how like being exposed to so much as a child can ruin your adult life. Like
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. going
0: out in clubs and like. 14 and you know you shouldn't be there till you're 21 and you experience so much so young Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do y'all yeah Yeah, I agree but like I think I don't know if I associate it with mental health or not or just like this could be me like normalizing something that's super serious right but like Mm -hmm. I really feel like when you're exposed to so much as a child like in a way, it spoils you to life, right? So you get, like, all of these ways that you think life should be. So when you're older and it's like, oh, life isn't really like that, there are more elements to it, it shatters your reality, which can really, like, mess you up. But at the same mm-hmm. time, in Bow out situation, I feel like Bow out wow is... Braddy to me, he's bratty to me. Him to, like and, and and I know Ariel's gonna disagree, and I'm fine. I'm ready for her, of
1: course, <laughs> as always.
0: But like he's bratty to me, and he he's like really an attention seeker, and he's not completely honest about how he feels about things sometimes. So like he says things to mask them, and like it. And It's just we like so like we're like what is Bow doing like what is he like how, why is he moving like this because I feel like it's a reflection of him like trying to cover up something so that's why he's lying all the time and doing all this like crazy stuff because he's just he's I feel like he's not coming to terms with his reality right now like even in his Breakfast Club interview I'm one of those like fake ass therapists that Rachel talked about with a <laughs> psychology degree from Twitter that like I was, like, <laughs> like I was like watching him. And, like, how he talks about, like, I can't do one thing too long because this is that. Like, well, to me, that's, like, a problem. Like, when you when mm. you cannot do something for, like, a certain amount of time, like, you should look into why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So you think maybe he's doing this for attention as well, or at least that's an option of what <laughs> how to diagnose this kind of he's, thing?
0: On <laughs> it for attention. He might be doing it to stay relevant, I feel like.
1: Yeah. Because think
0: about it, it. The, the Bow Wow Challenge, he's, he turned that into like a show that he's to produce now. Like so, mm. I, don't know. I think he's probably maybe he's going through like a, a midlife crisis, like yeah, pre life find... crisis. We talk yeah. about this all the time because we going through exactly. It no, but for real, like you know, he's trying to find his niche. You know, he because he was up, a he child was... star. Yeah. yeah, he was little Bow Wow. He was popping. You know, mm-hmm. little Bow Wow. You know, he had mm-hmm. the Like Mike mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Like he he had a good time. His music growing up. Now it's a new age, and the rappers are different, you know? The, the 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 genre, the theme of it, the mumble rap, the trapping, all that stuff is different, and that wasn't him growing up. So, he, he doesn't want to lose his relevance, so he's trying to find shit to do, you know? So, hey, Bow Wow Challenge. He's trying to make sure he stays relevant. Mm. And, you know, I, and I don't... And I agree with April. I don't think that that nigga is depressed either. He just... He's young. He's scared, he could be depressed. You know, trying to figure out where he's going. No, he might I could feel like, Yeah, like I was about to say, I I could see him actually being depressed. But like, I just feel like he's also doing it. We have to. He needs to be evaluated, guys. Like I can't. Okay, I, so I'm not just, just giving that you. you think I'm just not like giving a depressed title to somebody. He's tweeting mm-hmm. out these things for attention, pretty much. Yes, because he because he's probably feeling just like how all of us are feeling, right? We are lost. We have no clue about what to do. The world is constantly changing right before our eyes. We're a part of, like, technology, but not really. We still played outside when we were little. So most of us are, like, seriously, for lack of better words, fucked up, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we just, we Mm -hmm. are. Because of where we are in our lives and where the world is, like, our realities are constantly being shattered with the Black Vibe videos. We Donald Trump You know what I'm saying? Like, we are just constantly in a place where we're just like, Oh my goodness, I thought this was like this, but it's not. So I feel like that can be like mentally like shaking, like it can shake you. But for him to tweet, feel like jumping off this balcony, you're OD being annoying for attention. Oh, wow. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) J. Cole recently dropped his studio album. on four twenty is titled K.O.D. Kids on Drugs. Whoop, whoop. The album oh. art speaks of several young children and Cole himself consuming various drugs, weed, cocaine, Xanax, lean. Whoop, whoop. The cover I'm bears slow. a disclaimer <laughs> saying this album is no way intended to glorify addiction. Ooh, yeah, but <laughs> have you guys seen the album cover? Yeah, yeah. I was it kind of like kind of scared me a little bit. Not like scared, like oh my god, I'm shook. Like when I first seen it, I was like. Mm-hmm, creepy, what's going on, like you know, because we didn't know anything about it when I first seen it. I was like, "These is like cartoon kids doing drugs, like they hide their eyes is white it out." Like, what's going on? It was creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I seen it, I just knew that he was gonna put out some fire. I knew it. <laughs> I, I felt the heat. I felt it. No, <laughs> but um, also um, J Cole has a song on the album. Call friends and and in the song he says I'm aggravated without it my saddest days are without it my Saturday's are the loudest I'm blowing strong.
1: Heard mm-hmm. you.
0: <laughs> the song is pretty much about drug addiction and how people blame it on everything around them and how people in the black community do not go to therapy we keep everything inside and how we use drugs. To ease the pain, and there's other ways to deal with. That. That's pretty much the message behind the song. Wait, Ooh. can I say something about that? Because we don't, we don't go to therapy in the black community because we ain't have money to. I think about stuff like that. No, I think it's because like we had our older black people in our family talking about you don't need therapy. and they have money okay. to go to therapy. Okay, yeah, true, but like at the same time, they always felt like you got to go talk us. to somebody you like, when you could talk to us, oh, yeah. yeah, like the same thing. You'd be like, oh, I'm sick. I'll oh, drink some ginger ale. Like, they always trying to yeah some Some Vicks vapor. Ginger ale can
1: <laughs> cure a, a common cold. You hear me? It, it does cold shit cold. for me. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I don't drink Black it. parents will tell you to ice something. Like, right. I, I, I hear you, April. I do think money is a big issue, but I think the bigger reason we don't go is because of the taboo, you know? Yeah. Because I think you know if you have if you can go to the dentist you have access to exact you know, positions because if yeah. it's all covered under healthcare you know and not everybody has healthcare you're right but you know a lot of people do as well but still won't go because it's just they think it's scary and it not... is
0: because also yeah. you got to think about like therapists are people like they're lit- just like doctors you got to go uh-huh. to a good therapist just like you you know what I'm saying so. I don't know like with the therapy thing I definitely feel like therapy is good and we a lot of us need it but I also feel like family units and like really strong support systems and friends and mentors can serve as therapists they can't like diagnose you with like depression or like anything you know chronic or super you know like um super serious but to get off those like few like ang- angst that you might have, like I I don't know, I, I disagree yeah. with um with you because okay. I feel as though like when you talk to your friends and you know the people that's close to you, they're biased. True. So therefore, you need to talk. It's it's better talking to someone that you completely don't know that don't know anything about you, mm. or you should, or no, I get that, but like I feel like for me somebody who cannot afford therapy right now, but, like, I need to, like, I have to talk. And, like, all y'all know this because I've literally talked to all y'all about my, like, deepest, darkest stuff. <laughs> so, but, um, <laughs> like, I have to find people, like, I, it's like a little quote or, like, a little meme out there somewhere that's, like, don't talk, talk to people that don't understand the situation. Like, I feel like sometimes I have to talk to certain people. So, like, if I need help with something, like, um domestic related like you know like i have to talk to my mom or my granny but like if i need something life related like i might talk to my granny. you know what i'm saying like i have to know who i can go to to get what i need like i have to first know my needs to be able mm. to say i need to talk to this person this person could even if this person doesn't know they love me enough to tell me you should do this you know what I'm saying like you have to know who to talk to I feel like but that comes along with knowing yourself and knowing what's actually wrong with you and not just talking to everybody Mm -hmm. I feel that Mm -hmm. like I feel that you know having people to talk to um like you know I have like four really close best friends and like I feel like I could talk to each one of them about like almost everything but I know for like specific things like each one of them is better at giving like certain like, you know, advice, like relationship, like life, family advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time, like, you know, what uh, April and Ariel both just said about ha- talking to somebody that is non-biased. Like real quick, I just want to share like this like brief story. I remember like going to the uh, bank with my grandma when I was younger and she had me wait in the car. And she was like, I'll be right out. And my grandma took forever in the bank and never, like, you know, took that long before. So, finally, when she came out t- from the bank and she got in the car and she was, like, you know, apologized for taking so long – and then she sat there. She told me she like you know this woman. She was crying and she stopped me and she just told me about like you know her whole life story about like you know she just got divorced. Her husband was abusive and just all this stuff. And she was like you know, ma'am. She was like, thank you for even listening to me. And she was like, and I I've never told anybody like this full story, but I knew that I could talk to a stranger about it. And then she said she gave like my grandma two reasons. She was like, one you know, you can go and tell anybody you want to, but they don't know who I am. And two, like, I just needed to talk to a a total stranger. Like, my grandma, like, literally, like, sat there and listened to her. Didn't give her any input or anything, and then she gave her a hug, and, like, that was it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand that was I was younger, but, like, of course, as I grew up and just, like, you know, replayed that memory, it was like, wow, like, you know, this woman really sat here and, like, you know, told my grandma her whole life story that she had never told nobody before just because she wanted a a unbiased unknown opinion and even as like in my undergrad years being a waitress sitting there talking to random ass people for a long ass time just to so get a tip but they really be sharing like their <laughs> stories because they they want somebody to talk to that doesn't know them you know they probably live in wyoming somewhere and they're just traveling through and they just want to talk and you know sometimes like you know that those unbiased opinions do matter and they do help yeah, yeah. Mm. i agree okay with that being said um that's pretty much all i have for time for Coco with air monique but i would like to say shout out to j cole that man broke records with this album first date <laughs> <It was laughs> over a hundred million on apple and spotify and if y'all motivate, haven't motivate. listened to it please listen to it this album has so much meaning behind it young people i feel like he does a good job of talking about addiction depression anxiety like like in such a creative way yeah mm. So, like, I think it was perfect to bring up on the mental health episode. And, like, Ariel, one thing that I asked you about it, like, um, if we felt like, and this kind of goes with Rachel's question, too, or I guess this would kind of be my answer for Rachel's question, um, but, like, with people like J. Cole and, like, Bowel, like, actively speaking out about, like, depression and uh, addiction and, like, all these other things, like, do we feel like it's – um do we feel like we benefit from that? Like, that celebrity voice telling us, like, I heard, too, like, my mom was this, you know? Like, do we benefit from it? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. We, we do because it's like, you know, we, we look at celebrities for so much stuff. Like, ooh, they're they're, wa- they're rocking this outfit. Ooh, they wearing this. I want to wear this. Ooh, they're talking about this. That means I can talk about it. You know, like, oh, they're wearing a grill. I can wear a grill. So, with, like, artist talking about something that's as important and deep as this, I feel like it's really good for everybody because we tend to go off of the trends that are w- who we like to see in media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So, it is good. I agree. I think it could be a, dub- like, can be double-sided. Like, it could be, yes, yeah, like, they're making, they're giving people the uh, courage to, like, say, you know, go to therapy or whatever, you know, and just, you know, take the proper... Uh, route to deal with their mental health issues or it could be like this is so cool i'm depressed and i like Mm. you know what i'm saying like because i tweeted about that too because like i hate when people just throw around like depressed as somebody who literally suffers from like depression and anxiety like i hate to see people just like yeah i was depressed but i don't know just like throw it around so casually like yeah something that's because it's really hard for me you know so like when I see people like throwing around and they don't really get it at all, it's just like okay, you just saying that because J Cole talked about it, like what? And mm-hmm. my, thing is, my thing is, what? Um, I'm happy that J Cole put out the project or whatever, and but then we have him, but then we have a um, fifty other rappers that's talking about popping perks, sipping lean, and all that other stuff. So it's kind of like,
1: hmm, but see, but, but J Cole
0: does too, but he gives reasons as to why, like why he. Pop's perks and why, you know what I'm saying? Like, why he smokes weed and all of this. Like, he's because he's conscious rap, you know, like he has yeah. more reasoning behind his lyrics and his shows. And like they're just talking about what they're doing because they are, because they're probably experiencing the same type of stuff J. Cole is. They just don't know how to express it. mm-hmm, Or they feel like it's not what's going to make them Look the money cool. that they want. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like we also like, J Cole said that they're on a wave, and in, in five years you're gonna be on love and hip hop. Yeah, he said mm. that. He snapped. He said that. He <laughs> he said that. Love and hip hop not even gonna be around. I thought about that when I was listening. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> shout out name. to Mona. <laughs> That's all I have for time for Coco, Air, Monique. Peace. <laughs> all right, so. Thank you, Ariel, for that lovely segment. We didn't argue as much this time. We, we even- kind of agreed to... Yes, he will. Okay, uh, so this um, free game... Oh, well, first let me mention don't forget to send us all your free game um, requests in our DMs on our to our emails. Make sure you put free- hashtag free game in the subject and you can email us at loudblackgirls. It's blk at gmail.com. Yeah. Um but so today, like we had like a really intense conversation and I feel like my controlled uh, focus for my segment will be about self-care um, because we know like trauma and we know like how we feel afterwards. But we also need to acknowledge that love is like the most powerful drug probably ever. And mm-hmm. it's. Uh, yeah, and- that too and relationships can really cause trauma like no other um and like not dealing with situations or tensions within your relationship can lead to worse consequences than breaking up or cheating like you can actually damage yourself and your mental health but being Mm. in a relationship is literally about balance you have to learn how to give your partner 100% without giving your entire self away Um, So we talked about um, how this is about Pandora's box or Rachel broke down that um, for you all. And like one thing that I did was I took to social media, of course, like, and I did a poll that, that um, two different choices were this having a significant other ease the growing pains or make things harder. And the results well what do y'all think first before i go into the results
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like when you're going through stuff in life does having a social or a significant other make it easier to go through things mm-hmm. or does it make it harder
0: because it's like can i not put like because it's double the trouble like you have to think about like oh if i'm doing okay this day like my partner might not be doing okay so then i have to
1: be that i have to deal with that yeah i think it. it's kind of like a double-edged sword like I want to say like oh it makes it easier because you have support but I think you're right like you have to worry about a person other than yourself when you mm-hmm. really should be focusing on getting yourself better mm-hmm.
0: okay I think mm-hmm.
1: it makes it tougher
0: okay <laughs> Ka. Uh, I also agree I think that it does make it tougher okay so the social media poll came out 56% Easier and the risk. I'm not good at math and I didn't write it down, sorry. But the risk, like the forty whatever, the forty <laughs> <laughs> percent whatever, yeah, whatever equals the rest of the hundred. Whatever equals the rest of the hundred was easier. 24. And like <laughs> one of my friends, uh, she DM'd me. Okay, yeah, forty-four. Uh one of my friends DM'd me and she mentioned to me, which something that I thought was very powerful, she said the key word is partner. Um, she she's in a relationship, she's been in a relationship for about two years now and she's Learned they're both, both in law school so that's like you can imagine the stress that they have and uh, she said like the key word is partner like I we are she was she was telling me like we are aligned to a point where like my problems are his problems and I care about his problems just as much as I care about my own but we also have the same mindset so we deal with things um, so similar that it's, it doesn't seem like it doesn't make it harder it's just like you know we're doing this and I thought that was very powerful because I think partnership is something that is very, like, we should think about that. Because I feel like as women, we tend to, like, take on problems, right? We're like, I can do that. I can. Black women. I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can fix that. Like, yes, like, oh my God, he's such a broken spirit. Like, I just want to heal him. Like, you know? Well, okay, that's probably I, I want to be his saving grace. Right. Like, because you just really want to help people, like, honestly. But, um... I think that's very important for us to be aware of like partnerships versus situationships and all of that, because like I said, we look for guys with problems and we don't even acknowledge our own at some point. Right. Which that could be like super, super detrimental. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you all have ever felt like, or, okay. I don't want to say this in a weird way, but the word crazy to me is something that I feel like a lot of girlfriends and baby mamas and like wives and stuff have to deal with being called.
1: And Mm
0: -hmm. I don't like, I feel like calling women crazy, make them crazy because I don't know. I feel like it's very important. Like what you say, what you do, like that is who you are. So is it like a title that like, we feel like we should take back? Or, like, how do you all define crazy women? Or, like, how do y'all feel about it? Um, mm, that's kind of hard because I think, sometimes <laughs> I think that, like, when girls do, like, slicing tires, bustle windows, people consider that it's crazy. I don't think that's crazy. I think that's Same. being angry. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> like, that's me releasing my stress and, like, taking my frustrations out. That don't mean I'm crazy hmm yeah it's me i feel like you moved on and you have a new family or whatever the case may be and i'm sitting mm-hmm. out there looking at your bush <laughs> right yeah, that's crazy. yeah yeah right you know or me like climbing up your what is it the chimney or climbing up <laughs> the climb and like that, that's yeah crazy.
1: that's crazy okay but people love to throw around and i think dudes love to throw around crazy from women most of the time they do it though when they don't get their way or when they've done something wrong and a woman reacts to it and responds to it, yeah, and then it's like, oh, that's crazy. It's like, no, it's not. They're, re- they're literally reacting to what you've given them to work with, you know?
0: Exactly. So
1: that, that's when I've seen it be thrown around the most. Like Ariel said, there are situations where it's like, okay, this person is doing way too much. But I rarely, like, usually in those situations, people aren't saying, like, oh, she's crazy. They're, like, literally doing something to mitigate the issue because it's gotten serious.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Really, Kyle, what you think? Mm, two, two, two. Um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> have I, has I anybody ever called you crazy? Like, well, no, I, I see your like, Facebook post. I feel like you're a, <laughs> you deal with your emotions in probably a mature way. Um, like I have, I've had one. One ex called me crazy, and he used to call me crazy all the time. And I used to be like, I'm not crazy, I mean, like, I, I, you. I do things that you don't agree with, and you may think it's wild or whatever. But he would call me crazy so much that like I started like doing shit. And when I look back, I'll be like, oh yeah, that that was kind of crazy. But it's kind of like he took me there. Right. And I do agree with you when you say like you know when you keep calling like speaking into existence like life and the death lies in the power of your own tongue. Mm-hmm. If you say I have an attitude, I'm going to develop an attitude. Yep. You keep calling me crazy, like I'm gonna start doing sh- that's I'm crazy about. You know. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not saying that I've had like several like you know relationships, but like in the past. Relationship like my ex before never called me crazy like I was never called crazy and never did that was looked upon crazy but then like I had another ex that just like he just thought I was just wow he just thought I was just crazy like she crazy man she be doing this man she's crazy and I just, like <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not crazy yeah um, and it's just, that mean like it's just me like in I feel like just because you're foreign to something or don't really know or you don't want to accept the fact that some somebody is different that that doesn't mean that they're crazy right exactly and i feel like i feel the same way ariel also calls me crazy sometimes when I say, <laughs> um i'm gonna be honest here some of the things you do say be just be a tad bit little crazy. <laughs> okay <laughs> i point, don't i feel like, like completely crazy but it's something like <laughs> i kind of
1: I feel
0: like I am a super emotional person and as I'm growing I'm learning how to take control of my emotions. But like I have to allow myself to feel. And me and Rachel were on the subway. Right. Me and Rachel (laughs) were on the subway and she told me something very powerful, y'all. She told me like you have to allow yourself to feel because if not, it comes out in other ways. Like Mm. literally, I can have a full blown argument with the guy about the smallest thing and then like my mom will be like good morning and i'll be like don't talk to me like- right <laughs> <laughs> like because it, it really it comes out like regardless it's gonna come out because
1: you have to feel mm-hmm. and- yeah. yeah yeah you you really do like like april was saying like i i was explaining because again april's a scorpio and i know people aren't really in so i'm always in my feelings okay but yeah so like, like, right. you like want to
0: know this like that though and uh (laughs) i'm very in tune with myself though i think that's the
1: problem but like i'm very like
0: okay go ahead oh no no no. emotional
1: no but the thing about you know that yeah and that's okay but it's like the emotion a lot of people that are scorpios like to bottle it up and like be like you know what like fuck this like i i'm too emotional i'm just gonna keep on with my life but like i was telling her me as a pisces who's very emotional but on the other end i just let everyone know exactly how i feel like you have to literally like if you bottle it up it's going to come out some way like no one is that good at hiding their emotions or at hiding their mental health wellness at all except and we for think Aquarius. we are except for Aquarius apparently <laughs> but it's just like you have you cannot bottle it up because that's when people will start looking at you like you're crazy because you think you got everything under control but you sitting here popping off on anybody like who asked you what's up and how's your day right. going you know exactly
0: <laughs> and that's not healthy and it's, it's not good no. or fair so like i think like a good takeaway from that conversation is like allow yourself to feel and don't allow guys who don't even understand you or have no intention on understanding you one of my friends told me this have no intention on understanding you to, like tell you what you are mm-hmm. exactly like, because they don't they don't even care right but like Mm -hmm. i think if you are in a relationship or if you're single like you should look to ways to healthily express yourself Mm -hmm. and some of the different ways i express myself and i'm gonna allow my co-hosts to tell their ways too after this because i think this is a very important especially us being like 20 something like we cannot get on facebook and like do like a four four um Message rant about like how this guy like hurt our feelings, right? Mm-hmm. We have to find like healthy ways to express ourselves. I like to exercise to express myself. Like I wish I had more time to do it, of course, but like it's like so it makes me feel so empowered. I'm just like running, right? Like it, I don't know, like it's something about it. It just helps me get out. I'm also very physical, um, so like it helps me just like get off like that steam. I like to write letters to myself, uh God, dudes who wronged me in the past you know what I'm saying like nobody's ever gonna <laughs> send these letters but like I just write she them does. to just like organize my thoughts cause when you just have like a bunch of thoughts in your head like it can literally drive you insane um I think another way I've heard you know third party of people <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> of people uh, dealing with their <laughs> you know their um, expressing themselves as, like sex and masturbation like you know they told me <laughs> They told me that it was a very good release method. So that's definitely my coping mechanism. But my- don't go. No. But don't go have sex with the dude you're mad at, right? That's that's gonna make that's everything just gonna way, way worse. Back into the trash. Yes. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> be- who said that? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean Who said that? <laughs> like, who <laughs> who <bad>? said that? <laughs> that's
0: that's awesome. that. Um. I think by my, my coping mechanism is music like mm. I love my music God. especially R&B music like and some people may feel like constant R&B is depressing but like there's literally an R&B song for everything Um, and like daydreaming I used mm-hmm. to like write down like you know my daydreams and stuff to like little mini stories that I want to publish one day in the future but like I stopped doing it sometimes I do it but not as much as I want to but like I can just, like, zone out from something um, and then, like, listen to a song, and then, like, I start, like, you know, creating scenarios and, like, alternative endings that I turn into many stories. Um, I used to, like, have unhealthy coping mechanisms. Like, I would just bottle up Everything possibly that ever happened or upset me, and then like break down and cry and like shut myself away from stuff and throw shit away and throw stuff. Oh my god, who delete stuff away? Yes, like, like, girl, your own stuff? I, like I remember, yes, like a crazy yes, person. girl.
1: Uh, like a crazy person God. like I remember
0: one time like I was mad at something that my mom had did and then it, like I have I had like a terrible week at school I was like in high school and like I came home and like ripped down all my posters off my wall okay dude in the trash like, I, it was dramatic y'all a little white like, I, right? used to throw, <laughs> no, like, I used to throw stuff away like in the trash like I I didn't know how to express. like I didn't know how to express myself and people are yeah. like, scream in the pillow like that stuff didn't hurt I used to throw stuff away, like just throw it in the trash. Mm. And uh, I mean, at least I wasn't out here hitting people. Like, I could hide. Mm. That is so crazy to (laughs) me. I thought I was the only person who ever did that. I used to be little, and I would never forget. My mom used to make me mad or like, i Don't know, I'm so used to getting my way, or something like that. So she would say no, or like, I don't know, things that go my way. I get upset, I go in my room. I'm not used to throw stuff away. I <laughs> what? I'm, so yes. like, like I'm and it's crazy. Clothes, things, stuff but the everywhere. fact that you just threw I'm stuff away right that that stuff that is needed. Like, I, I don't know why, but it, it, it felt like it held. no That's, yeah. that's cool. Like, like, like I like say, like you knew that you like had not even had to throw stuff away, but it was just like you would be like upset and you're just mad and you have like all this arrange and you just you just start throwing stuff in the trash, like like clothes, clothes? And, and stuff that are yeah. oh. nice in and in perfume bottles and you just start throwing it in the trash. Do so you like, get it out? Yeah. Right. no it's like you cleaning no, up in a way no. you're cleaning up a your No, hands. I, I was about to say like I like cleaning up when I'm like when I'm stressed too like I will clean yeah like, I mean my yeah but house, no not, not just no, cleaning but like throwing no, it in I'll the trash yeah, no that's weird don't, yeah, do that, don't call us yeah. weird <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't call us weird. Like wow. It's not no We no really still no way that we Yo, thought. Yo, <laughs> she calls me crazy all the time. I can call her weird. No, no I'm because I call weird. you. Do not yuck. Do not yuck somebody else's yum. Like that's what works for. It's like I understand cleaning when you are mad. Like you know wake up, you wake up, you get to clean in and washing dishes, sweeping and mop it. But like no, like throwing stuff away like helping But you cannot do own that own at 24. You're going right. to throw your you going to throw your passport in the garbage. Uh, you're no throw. You not throwing No. Stuff. Not these fashion over jeans. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, like you going through your closet, like I don't fuck with it's this. It's no- not oh with I don't these never. jeans no more. Okay, like no, I don't, I, I need this no more. Okay, I don't, this this wine was nasty anyway. Yes. This, you know, Definitely why y'all do you have hoarders. this cut? That sounds stuff. stuff. <laughs> I'm not a hoarder. No, though. it's just like <laughs> I'm not. eating don't need it no more. Because <laughs> it reminded you of something. That's cool. Actually, you should try it. I'm also weird, so me calling y'all cool is kind of like all right. You <laughs> cool. I love that. Cool. So to everybody out there who throws stuff away when you're Shout mad, out to y'all. Well who doesn't do it anymore? Like, shout out. Yeah. Like, let us know. Tweet Let like, us know that you throw shit away.
1: Nobody <laughs> does. <laughs> throw these niggas away in the trash kids. <laughs> yes. Yay. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Down with niggas. Down with niggas. <laughs> I feel like oh, I so feel funny. like when I need to express myself, I might be weird too, because I talk to myself. Like that's I need to do Me that too. every time. I like I will because I love affirmations. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I literally have to just stand up in my room and just be giving myself a pep talk like I used to just write it down but now I'm just like okay hey, Rachel look like yes. and I just talk <laughs> and that's just really it helps me a lot cause then and I record it sometimes too cause I'm just like I me will too. say <laughs> you know cause you'll say some poignant <laughs> shit and you're just like I have to remember this that's how See, I, I never
0: it. recorded it though y'all helping, me be, I've never recorded y'all helping it. me be transparent because while I try to like exercise well, I do that I genuinely do that stuff but like okay I forgot that I make video vlogs on my phone <laughs> And one time, one of my friends got like saw like a fr- like the first seven seconds, and she was like, "What is this?" Because <laughs> oh. i was literally like, "Okay, so today was like super, like whatever." Like oh. I'm just talking about like my day, like talking about like how I feel. That's so. You're <laughs> awesome.
1: talking about, helps- oh my god!
0: It- right, it helps yeah. me though. That helps me too, Rachel. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I, I, I think helps me, though. Like when I'm angry or frustrated, <laughs> me exercise, too. It-, it definitely does help, especially when I was um living a free lifestyle um and i wanted to (laughs) i would just go to the gym and i'm like okay i feel much better now i don't need i feel like the gym Mm -hmm. yeah
1: cardio yeah it it helps helps for
0: anger for me i think like if i'm sad i'm not going to the gym i'm eating some ice cream what are you Mm, talking about But, like, that that cardio and when you're angry or, you know, you're coping with stuff, it helps True. with a lot of stuff. Like, I, I remember I was going through some stuff, and I was, like, hitting the gym, like, every yeah. day. And I was also, like, on a sex strike, too. So, I was really hitting I'm on a sex strike. Yeah, strike yeah, okay. so I'm in this thing. <laughs> 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 so, like... <laughs> Yeah, I, we got we got some pretty dope coping mechanisms. It's probably that one person out there like, nah, they know, right? But we healthy, we healthy, we, we healthy. Yes. off the walls so. though. <laughs> wow, that's really like that's funny. Like you know, throw stuff in the trash, like exercise, but like you know, talking ourselves recording it. Yeah, because ex- it's really expressing. <laughs> I feel like here. expressing yourself. Like, and I'm learning that with music too. You all mentioned music early. Like, it's such a great way to understand how you feel you know like because mm-hmm. I think that's the first step like we don't even understand it takes a lot for me to say okay I'm mad like right like I don't know I'm feeling a lot of different ways so it's hard for me to categorize it as like being angry or sad or you know what I'm saying like so I think that's the first one like learning how to express yourself um and then you can deal with it like I said like I like getting I also, I know we all like getting our nails done. Like, we like, I like, when I, I like to just change up my look completely. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna just get a mm-hmm. New, mm-hmm. new wig. You feel me? Like, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. go straight different. Mm-hmm. New color. Right, like, Ariel was asking me, like, about my nails, because, like, I got gray this time. And I'm like, yeah, because, like, it just really, like, spoke to how I was feeling at the moment. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> why can you gray? <laughs> why are you gray? Right, like, but that's really, I was like, you know what? Let me just do gray. Cause I'm and, just I got, and then I turn around and get blue right (laughs) but like like we have to be like um aware of like these small little decisions we make because like rachel said like it's coming out right like so know Mm -hmm. yourself enough to know like why you're expressing yourself the way you are like i know a lot of people like to get like tattoos when they're feeling like when something really big happens to them like you know like they want to get tattoos and stuff because it's a way to express yourself and it's okay like feel express yourself um do these things don't do drugs guys I, wait, I ain't, mm-hmm. I ain't, <laughs> oh wait no, i ain't you know i you know yeah don't do drugs right because maddie's listening yeah i was
1: about to but say um hey, <laughs> then, <girl. laughs>
0: but yeah like if you take nothing away from free game today like just never allow your sanity to be in somebody else's hands oh that is the worst mm. yes hey. Hey. Free games, and out me out, Disney. i was just kidding. Nah. This girl called herself AP Easy this time. It's a new nickname. Look, I'm still trying to find myself. Okay? Like, I'm still, uh, I'm still defining who I am, sis. So I'm going to have a new name every time. <laughs> this a, a this is so funny. This is good. <laughs> All right, everybody. And that concludes episode seven of Loud Black Girls Pandora's Box. We hope that you all have enjoyed it um this week we're gonna give our promotional shout out to black podcast Network. Their instagram is black podcast Network altogether as one word um if you're looking for any new future black podcast to listen to, definitely check out their instagram. They shout out and post different uh black podcasters on their social medias. so once again, shout out to them yes shout b p n y'all show them some love also Here. a loud black girl is secure within herself aww I love it I love it yes, yes. Okay. alright y'all so make sure that you be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at loud blk girls and like us on facebook at loud black girls and if you have any open letters that you want to be featured in April's free game um, portion of her segments, um, be sure to send us an email at loudblkgirls at gmail.com. Peace bye. out. Why well, did my bear so ugly? Okay. <laughs> <y'all>. Bye. <laughs> bye, everybody. Oh, bye. <laughs>